Blog Talk Radio.
Peace. I would like to welcome you to another episode of The Foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network. I am your host, So L, and it is my pleasure, absolutely, I would like to say, as we always do, incorrect information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. Correct information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. So as always, we're looking to correctly apply correct information. So with that being said, I would like to say, as I always do, all praises, thanks, honors, accolades due to the creator and the ancestors. For without them, I definitely, we wouldn't be here. You know what I'm saying? I definitely want to say peace and big up to the big brother, Yusuf Fell. HighFrequencyRadioNetwork.com. High Frequency Radio Creator. SPC University. Private Science Solutions. I mean, I can't say enough about how hard my man hustles, you know. And it's just an honor to be, you know, rocking with him. So big up to the big brother. I do want to invite you to welcome to the foundation.com. Make sure you sign up for the email list. Check out the Facebook page, Instagram page, the Twitter page. Check out the PDF section. Make a donation, book a consultation, all the same. Same spot. Welcome to the foundation.com. I want to say peace to all the listeners, all the live listeners, as well as the live callers. I want to say peace to all the archive listeners and the internet listeners. Podcast listeners, people who listen by MP3s, those who are listening on YouTube, however you're checking this out, I want to say peace to you. I want to say peace to all the trustees. Salute. You know, those in the trustee training, all those investing in their private education, I want to say peace to you. I also want to say peace to anyone that we've done business with in the private, anyone who sent well wishes, current events, um, emails, whatever, or anyone, anyone who's otherwise added to the foundation. Definitely want to say peace to y'all, as we always do. I know I may sound like I'm talking kind of fast. I'm trying to get through this, man. Like this episode is is going private. You know, I've gotten this question, a lot of questions like that. I figured I'll just do a show on it. You know, um, maybe I'll be stepping on my own toes. It's quite possible, but you know, I'll be pancaking. So you know, sometimes when you pancake your toes, you might end up pancaking your own toes sometimes, and it's cool. You know, I mean, whatever. It's all love and it's all for the people, really. So we're going to get into the topic, but most importantly, I want to get into these current events. And I hate to say most importantly, but man, it's most importantly at this moment, you know, in time, as we lay the foundation. So what we're going to get caught up in, we're just going to start right here on Bloomberg.com. End of an era. Passive equity funds surpass active funds in epic shift. This is by John uh, Gittleson. This is today. Came out today. Stock pickers overtaken as investors run toward index funds. The balance of power has changed in the stock fund industry. Its official inexpensive index funds and ETFs have finally eclipsed old-fashioned stock pickers. Passive investing styles have been gaining ground on actively managed funds for decades, but in August, the investment industry reached one of the biggest milestones in its modern history 
as assets in the U.S. index-based equity mutual funds and ETFs topped those in active stock funds for the first time. And that, you know, that is significant. Basically what they're saying is, you know, people are, you know, moving out of stock and moving into, you know, ETFs, exchange-traded funds and stuff like that. Um, looking at it as being more stable, more stable, more stable. I'm going to save that one. That was crazy. I'm going to move forward, though. Reuters, Trump reverses course, seeks negative rates from Fed bonehead. I'm telling y'all, look, breaking the zero bound, breaking below the zero bound. You know, pull up your web page, open up Google like real quick. You know, you got your phone or whatever you got. I'm sure. Come on, look. And look, look, it's a white paper. It's called Breaking Below the Zero Ground or something by, by the IMF, International Monetary Fund. It's a pay, It's a white paper, man. It came out years ago. They said this stuff was happening. I read that, did a show on it. I don't remember how long ago it was. I'm not trying to take credit. All I did was read something. But what I'm saying is, here it comes. U.S. President Donald Trump called on the boneheads at the Federal Reserve to push interest rates down into negative territory, a move reluctantly used by other world central banks to battle weak economic growth that risks punishing savers and banks' earnings in the process. Oh, you're just going to slap the savers in there within the same book with the banks? Oh, poor banks. Trump, in a pair of Twitter posts, said negative rates would save the government money on its debt, which it would, which including Social Security accounts, has reached a record $22 trillion on Trump's watch. He did not address the risks or financial market tensions that central banks in Europe and Japan have confronted as a result of their negative rate policy or the larger issue that negative rates have not secured higher growth or higher inflation for those economies. The Federal Reserve should get our interest rates down to zero or less, and we should then start to refinance our debt. Interest costs could be brought way down while at the same time substantially lengthening the term, Trump tweeted. We have the great currency, power, and balance sheet. The USA should always be paying the lowest rate. No inflation is also the naivety of Fed Chairman Jay Powell and the Federal Reserve that doesn't allow us to do what other countries are already doing, added Trump, who has repeatedly noted that rates are negative in Germany, Europe's trading powerhouse. The president's comments precede a week in which the world's major central banks, including the Fed, are expected to lower rates or otherwise loosen monetary policy in what is widely seen as a move to protect the global economy against risks hardly rising from Trump's trade war with China. I'm going to move forward. Y'all hear what, man? Wow. Reuters, California Senate passes bill to tighten, quote, gig worker rule. We were talking about this earlier in the year, I believe. We caught wind of this. Uh, The California Senate voted on Tuesday to pass a bill that would make it much more difficult for gig economy companies like Uber and Lyft to classify workers as independent contractors rather than employees. And, you know, the way they're, they're spinning this, like it's a, you know, 
like it's a good thing. The bill, which was sponsored by California Assemblywoman Loren, Lorena Gonzalez, my bad, and is backed by Governor Gavin Newsom, passed the chamber with 29 votes in favor. Called AB5, the law has garnered national attention, largely owing to the size of California's workforce. Several Democratic presidential candidates have supported the measure, including U.S. Senators Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts, Bernie Sanders of Vermont, and Kamala Harris of California. By approving AB5, the California legislature solidified our state's position as a national leader on workplace rights, the California Labor Federation said in a statement. The bill has come under sharp criticism by trade groups and so-called gig economy technology firms that rely heavily on the state's 450,000 contract workers. We are fully prepared to take this issue to the voters of California to preserve the freedom and access drivers and riders want and need, Liv said in the statement. The bill strikes at the heart of the gig economy, business model of technology platforms like Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, Postmates, and others who rely on hundreds of thousands of independent workers, not full-time employees, to drive passengers or deliver food via app-based services. Backers of the bill, including labor groups, have argued that classifying these California workers as employees would be to fix the longstanding driver complaints about low pay and insurance and other benefits. The consequences of the bill remain unclear in the short term for both Uber and Lyft, who have argued that the legislation compromises the flexibility prized by their workforce and the fewer workers would be hired were they considered employees. You hear that? Both companies and have historically relied on subsidization subsidization to attract riders. In recent weeks, DoorDash have pushed for separate legislation that would increase pay and benefits for drivers yet maintain their status as independent contractors. Company officials have said a compromise deal is still the passage of AB5. Uber and Lyft have both said they would support a minimum wage while driving on a strip of $21 per hour. But they would hire less workers. Um, so less people, ultimately less people would be able to drive Lyft. So a lot of people would be cut out of making money. And I feel like, yeah, there's people who are concerned and, you know, maybe heavily depend on Lyft or Uber to, you know, make ends meet. And, you know, they're going to benefit if, Uber and Lyft are required to offer, you know, health benefits and so on and so forth. But there's a lot of people are going to be more people are going to be cut out of a source of income, in my personal humble opinion, than those who benefit from health benefits overall, with regards to at least the United States economy. In my humble opinion, that's just me. But I do travel a lot, or maybe not a lot, but I travel enough. So I mean, I know I'm paying attention to that because I know a lot of pe- a lot of people Uber and Lyft make ends meet so what if it was no longer an app that you can download and just uh, follow some steps to be driving people around but if it was an application that you had to make and uber was only allowing so many jobs per year um, because that's that's as fast as they're able to expand i could you know potentially take food off a lot of people's tables so, I mean, not to say that, you know, I'm for or against the bill. I just, you know, like to look at, you know, both sides of the equation as best as I can. So, you know, moving forward, Trump's call for negative rates threatens savers. Okay, and this is, you know, I appreciate that, you know, even though they're, you know, pushing out this hoopla, 
as far as I'm concerned. You know, Reuters is still, you know, they'll, they'll tell you the, they'll tell you the business. I like Reuters, I really do, because they'll tell you the business. If you if you look at it, if you look at their website for enough enough time, you'll see what the business truly is. So U.S. President Donald Trump's push for low interest rates reached a new pitch today when he demanded the Federal Reserve take extraordinary steps of sending them below zero. Um, the negative rates Trump is pushing already in place in some parts of Europe and in Japan would effectively charge people who save their money and reward those able and willing to borrow. They were so unpopular in Japan that they became a hot topic on talk shows and tabloids, which highlighted customers buying safes to stash their cash at home instead of with the bank. So check this out. So negative interest rates would basically mean, and, and look, and if you ask me, it's already popping. If, if you have any type of account with a, a major bank and you don't have a minimum deposit, like 15, I think it's 1500 or 2500 or whatever, they charge what is known as a, a monthly maintenance fee unless you do a certain number of uh, debit card swipes in a month or you get direct deposit in that account. They're going to charge a, a, an account maintenance fee or something close to that. As far as I'm concerned, that's, those are negative interest rates disguised as, as account. I mean, does it really cost them money to maintain an account, man? I mean, let's be honest, fools. Like, I mean, wow. But uh, honestly, if you those who say, those caught in the system, who don't really understand what true assets are and so on and so forth, who save money in bank accounts or CDs, certificates of deposits, treasury bonds, so on and so forth, um, you're going to be charged for the privilege of saving. Basically, in like, the way I like to put it, Due to the fact that you're saving in fiat currency, uh, or you know what we know as Federal Reserve notes here, you know in the United States, being that you're saving in fiat currency, um, being that you're using the fiat currencies first, and you have a bank account that um, has on deposit fiat currency for that privilege, they're going to charge you. And really, it's to stimulate the economy, stimulate the velocity of money to have people spending and spending and spending, because ultimately. That's where we're at. You know, it's spenders um, in China now. Um, it's their official. It's official. Spenders in America, obviously, um, that push the economy. You know, so um, ultimately, if you have money in, in your you know savings account, there's going to be you know negative interest rates, which means your bank accounts, your saving accounts, your money market accounts, all that stuff. You know, there's going to be a certain percentage of your overall deposit amount that's going to be subtracted due to the fact that you have money in the accounts, man. Yo, like, yo, this is this is on the news. I'm reading this on a website. This is like a, a trusted, I'm not, this is crazy land. This is crazy land. The negative rates Trump's is pushing already in place in parts of Europe and Japan effectively charge people who save their money and reward those able and willing. First, you have to be able. Then you have to be willing to borrow. Please pay attention to how they say this, man. These people are very specific with their words. Fed policymakers have already dismissed such a move as unnecessary, given the relatively strong economy, as well as too risky and politically unpopular. Your savings rates are almost three times higher than they were before the Great Recession. Um, as far as I'm concerned, it, you know, it's been introduced. He, he's testing the waters. He's putting it out there. I think it's amazing. 
Wow, po- politics, man. Who? Who, who would have known? Who, who knew? Reuters stocks buoyed by trade hopes. Man, I love these. I love these. I love these trade hopes, y'all. Bond yields up with ECB on deck. A gauge of global equities markets climbed today on signs signs of gradual progress in the trade war between the United States and China, while bond yields rose as investors remained unconvinced what stimulus measures the European Central Bank will provide at its meeting on Thursday, tomorrow. Stocks on Wall Street rose with SP closing above the 3,000 mark. Oh, my God. For the first time since July 30th. Buoyed by optimism. Optimism. This is optimism. They're telling you. Due to optimism on the trade front. Hope. Optimism. Basically, in my opinion, the, the, the definition of optimism is uh, positively hopeful for the future. Optimistic. No? I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's a better definition. I'm just going off the top of my head because I have positively ho- positive hopes for the future are pushing up the stock markets, man. And they're saying it blatantly in the public. It's crazy to me. I'm going to read it again. <laughs> Stocks on Wall Street rose with the S&P closing above the 3,000 mark for the first time since July Buoyed, I don't know how you pronounce buoyed, like buoy, like, you know, in the water, a buoy, those things that, you know, float there. Well, if the water rises, the buoy rises too. Okay, so the optimism is rising. So they're using a, 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 a what is it, uh, an analogy that, you know, the the optimism rise, so so did the stocks. You know what I'm saying? On the trade front, after China announced its first batch of tariff exemptions for 16 types of U.S. products, Days ahead of planned meeting between trade negotiators. But the geopolitical, the geopolitical indicators that I watch, bang today, hard. So what I saw is the opposite of what this is, what this is saying, which is optimism. Maybe a little bit of olive branch. The market has been sensitive to any developments on the China-U.S. trade war front, and this would be consistent with that. This is David Joy, chief market strategist at Ameriprise Financial in Boston. The trade hopes also aided in pushing European shares to close at six-week high, with shares of the London Exchange ending the session up 5.9%. I'm not making this up. The trade hopes also aided in pushing European shares. I guess it didn't let you know how this world and the financial system is interconnected globally because trade Negotiations between between China and U.S. Well, I'm sorry. Hopes for optimistic in the future trade negotiations between the United States and China aided in pushing up Europe's stock markets over five percent. They're telling you what's good. They're telling you what's good. I'm telling you that they're telling you what's good. Um, Trump delays tariff hikes by two weeks. In a goodwill gesture to China, the markets love it. Um, what am I going to go do next? What should I do next? Uh, should I go to a hot topic? Nope. That's how I like this. Um, CNBC.com. It now costs $350,000 a year to live 
a middle-class lifestyle in a big city. Here's the sad breakdown of why. This was published today. Middle class is shrinking. And people are like, the middle class is shrinking, the middle class is shrinking. And what does that mean? I don't know what it means. What does it mean? What does it mean? What it means is the people who are considered middle class is shrinking because the money required to be made a year to be considered middle class is raising. It's becoming more and more. Why? Because the currency used to determine the value of what you make a year is devaluing. It's becoming worth less and less. In order to raise a family in an expensive coastal city like San Francisco, New York, you've got to make at least $350,000 or more a year. And that's not, you know, there's other states, there's other jurisdictions in the city that, you know, are on par or very, very close to these cities as well. These are just, you know, traditionally the highest and most expensive cities. You can certainly live on less, but it won't be easy if your goal is to raise a family, save for your children's education, save for your own home, and save for retirement so you can actually retire by a reasonable age. A middle-class lifestyle is a reasonable ask, but thanks to inflation, man, not even, wow. Thanks to inflation, it has gotten a lot more expensive if you want to have children. The median wealth of middle-income Americans has stayed flat for years at about $87,140, according to the Federal Reserve's latest survey of consumer finances. Yet, prices for things such as housing and college tuition have risen tremendously. In some major cities like San Francisco, the public school system starting in kindergarten is based on a lottery system. So even if you pay tens of thousands of dollars per year in property tax, your child is not guaranteed a spot in your neighborhood schools. Coastal counties in the U.S. are home to almost half of the nation's total population. Therefore, this article is directly targeted at folks who need to live in those areas because of their jobs, schools, or families. Um, eventually make around $350 in their household income and they have a partner who also works. A Bay Area rapid transit janitor who makes $234,000 plus $36,000 in benefits marries a Bay Area rapid transit elevator technician who makes over $250,000 in salary and benefits. Together, they make well over $350,000. Starting total compensation packages for recent college graduate employees at Facebook, Google, Airbnb. Okay, so first of all, Bay Area rapid transit elevator technician. Bay Area rapid transit. Typically, the transit companies pay very well, of course, and that's a technician. So how many of us are technicians? Starting total compensation packages for recent college graduate employees at Facebook, Google, Airbnb, and Apple range from 120 to 150,000. By the time these employees turn 35, the total compensation alone can easily surpass $350,000. A 30-something's first-year associate in investment banking earns on average a base salary of $150,000 plus a $20,000 to $100,000 bonus. After five years of experience, the total compensation is of $350,000 should be achievable. A 20-something big law associate makes a base salary of up to $190,000 plus a $20,000 signing bonus. By the end of the seventh year, many are making over $350,000. A 40-something tenured professor could make about $202,000 at the University of California, Berkeley, $260,000 at Columbia University, and $218,000 at New York, New, I'm sorry, New York University. A specialist doctor finishing his or her fellowship at around the age of 32. 
to make about three hundred thousand dollars. After several years in the business, two hundred fifty thousand isn't heard isn't unheard of. Uh huh. But top dollar starting this year, uh, most public companies must disclose median pay. So median pay for an employee at Wells Fargo sixty thousand. Median pay for an employee at PayPal seventy thousand. Intel one hundred two. Chevron one hundred thirty seven thousand. Charles Schwab ninety eight thousand. eBay one hundred twenty two. Netflix. 183, Jaleed Sciences, Jaleed, Jaled, uh, 165,000, NVIDIA, uh, graphics chips, uh, I think video stuff, uh, 147,000, First Republic Bank, 126,000, PG&E, 140,000, Silicon Valley Bank, 131, Facebook, 240, Salesforce, 155, Alphabet, 192, how many of us are really going to get these jobs, fam, like, this would be for real, it's ridiculous. Child care runs around $2,450 a month. Preschool is about $2,000 a month. Food usually is $2,129 a month. Mortgage is usually $3,900 a month. If you're talking about rent, most people are paying around $1,500 a month. If, you, if you're paying less than $1,500 a month for rent, man, I would love to see something. In a lot of places, I wouldn't want to see what it looks like, man. Because a lot of places, they just, you know, you got to be lucky. You got to be super lucky to find a nice spot or 1500 that doesn't, you know, have very serious problems. Property taxes, vacations, car payment. Okay, so he's talking about middle, middle class, right? Basically, they're saying, like, you know, how out of reach a middle class lifestyle is at this point. I'm not going to read any more. This is a long article. I want to keep moving because we have a lot of articles um, left. But, I mean, think about it. And now it costs $350,000 just to be middle class, man. $350,000 a year. I mean, most people can't even. It's interesting. Uh, What do we got? Um, What do we got? CNBC. What are they talking about? This massive transformation taking place in the stock market. We want to talk about that? Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Oh, so I'm having connection problems. All right. Can y'all, y'all still hear me? Oh man, I can't switchboard shut down. Okay, appreciate it. Uh, well, I respond now. Let's try this. Supreme Court allows nationwide enforcement of new Trump administration restrictions on asylum seekers. Check this out. The Supreme Court is allowing. Oh, they must have edited this. Oh, it's updated. They updated this article because this thing was mad short when I first read it. The Supreme Court is allowing nationwide enforcement of a new Trump administration rule that prevents most Central American immigrants from seeking asylum in the United States. Uh, bottom line, um, if you're coming from a country, you have to apply for asylum in uh, in the country that you went to. Like, if I leave the United States, oh, my, my bad. If I'm in Ecuador and I'm going to the United States, we got to leave Ecuador and then get to, like, Mexico or something and then apply for asylum in Mexico and then wait in Mexico for an answer. And people who don't do that, those that's those are the people who are subject to enforcement. 
Um, what do we got? Gold climbs on rate cut bets. Firm equity caps. Gold rose today, no on expectations of monetary policy easing by top central banks while global growth risks continue to linger. Although improved appetite for riskier assets, capped bullions gains, and kept it near four-week low. If the European Central Bank announces another cut or more liquidity, it should boost precious metals, and that's what's given a positive tone for gold. This is Chris Gaffney, president of World Markets at TIAA Bank. Low interest rates and slowing global growth are helping gold stay well bid. It's just that to push it back to over 1,500, we need to see a rise in tensions and more expectations of lower rates. Bond yields extended their steady climb and Wall Street gained with investor focus turned into monetary policy decisions by the European Central Bank, which is tomorrow. We were all talking about it's going to be tomorrow. And the bank is widely expected to cut interest rates. So watch the market tomorrow. If gold goes up, then you know that you know they cut the interest rates. Finally, uh, the ECB decision is likely to set a tone for the upcoming rate-setting decisions by the United States Federal Reserve and the Bank of Japan next week. I'm telling you, the reason why Trump said that is to soften people up and get people used to it, man, when it starts happening. Mm, a couple more, man. I'm sorry. There's a lot. Here's how, uh, oh, here we go. Here's how to play the massive transformation taking place in the stock market. A huge rotation out of momentum stocks is underway as investors pile on bets on economically sensitive, cheap value stocks. The biggest value exchange traded fund on the market is Vanguard Value ETF, which has nearly $50 billion in assets under management. The Vanguard ET- Value ETF popped 3.6% this month. So far, boosted by a 6% jump in J.P. Morgan shares. Um, a huge rotation of the momentum stocks is underway as investors pile on bets, cheap stocks, and renewed hopes of U.S.-China trade deal. The ramped up wages on underpriced cyclical stocks are supported by the view that interest rates have bottomed for now as sentiment around trade uncertainty approved. At the same time, investors are dumping those expensive growth stocks, which they had used as a defensive play early in the year. There's a, there's a shift going on. Can you call it? Can you catch it? States hit electric vehicle owners with high fees. That's consumer reports. What? So they're trying to augment. Look, man, because, you know, you know, states, uh, I think even cities, they, there's a gasoline. They tax on the gasoline. I know that, right? At the pump, like when, y'all, when you're pumping your gas and it, and it says the price on the little thing, you drive by, it's like, oh, you know, $3 for gas or whatever. That's including the, the city tax. The state tax, and there's some other, there's usually wheelage tax stuff, man. That's why when you look at what oil is a barrel, it doesn't translate to the gas pump because all the taxes on it. Uh, a new consumer report analysis shows that the 26 states have EV fees. 11 charge more than owners of gas-powered cars. Or more than what they pay in taxes or gas taxes. The move in some states to higher EV fees has been led by the American Legislative Exchange Council, a think tank advocating policies of limited government, free markets, and federalism. <laughs> Electric vehicles accounted for 1.8% of the market share in the U.S. All right, man, I'm sorry. That, uh, <laughs> that kind of cracked me up. Reuters, this is it. UK's worst case no-deal Brexit plan warns of food shortages. 
public disorder. The bricks. Yo, London, look, look, man. All right. The British government's plan for a no-deal Brexit warned of severe disruption to cross-channel routes affecting the supply of medicines and certain types of fresh foods and say that protest and counter-protest will take place across the country accompanied by a possible rise in public disorder. The Operation Yellowhammer, sorry, Yellowhammer, worst case assumptions published today were prepared on August 2nd. The government said nine days after Boris Johnson became prime minister and formed the basis of its no-deal plan. The document, which looks at the worst that could happen if Britain leaves the European Union on October 31st without a deal, said public and business readiness for such an outcome would likely be low, in part because of continued political confusion in the run-up to Brexit day. It said lorries could have to wait up to two and a half days across the English Channel, and British citizens could be subject to increased immigration checks at the European Union border. Certain types of fresh food supply will decrease, it said. There's a risk that panic buying will cause or exacerbate food supply disruption. It said the flow of traffic across the English Channel 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 <laughs> could be reduced. I was thinking Canal, English Canal. Is it the English Canal? What is that? Man, uh, uh, could be reduced by as much as 60% on the first day after a no-Brexit deal. Rest disruption could last for up to three months. Three months. And that's what – I got some prepper homies who say, yo, you need to supply food and water for at least – maybe like three, six months. But he's like, yo, I'm doing nine to, nine to 12 months because it's going to take three to – you know, it's going to take at least that much time for, you know, services to restart and blah, 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 and you need to be able to defend your home because people who are going to be starving are going to be roaming around trying to kick in your door, take your wife, and, you know, take all your food and, you know, whatever. And, you know, some of these preppers, they be, they be real, they be, they be, you know, they be out of here, they be out there. But some of these cats, they be on, you know, hey, look, look, this is the first time I've ever seen, you know, one of those numbers I've heard from preppers in an actual um, international news uh Article, you know what I'm saying? Traffic queues could affect fuel deliveries, disrupting supplies in London and Southeast England, and panic buying could cause shortages in other parts of the country. Cross-border financial services would be affected as would information sharing between police and security services, according to the document. Documents from Operation Yellowhammer were first published in the Sunday Times newspaper, newspaper on August 18th. Michael Gove, the minister in charge of coordinating the no-deal preparation, said then that the document was old and did not reflect current levels of preparedness. He said today that assumptions contained in the five-page published document were currently being reviewed, but they were the most recent complete iteration of the plan. The opposition Labor Party said the document confirmed the severe risks of a no-deal Brexit. Look, man, I feel like, you know, in a lot of ways, there's a, you know, they are running tests, man. You know, I'm not trying to freak anybody out, but, I, you know, they'd be running stress tests. They'd be checking, they'd be seeing, and then they'll, you know, hire a think, they'll get a think tank involved. And then the think tank will do a paper, and then they'll see if they can. You know, I'm just, 
these people. I feel like, you know, if you ain't got a job, look, look, check this out. If if your parents ain't never had a job, right, and then you grew up and you weren't expected to have a job, I mean, sure, you got to study. Yeah, you got to study. You got to, you got to, you know, I don't know. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But imagine if you like multi generations of not having a job, man. Like, what do you, what do you do? What do you do? I really wonder. Like, what do you do? I hope I hope y'all can still hear me. Man, what do you, what do you, I know, I know, it's, it's, I know, I know it's all bad. I'm just assuming y'all can still hear me. I'm going to keep going. I, I, I hear myself later, you know what I'm saying? Like, or earlier, it's just getting kind of weird with this blog talk, but it's cool, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, if you if you multiple generations deep, y'all ain't working, y'all ain't have no job, y'all ain't really doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I think you know, after a while, you start really getting into politics. Your family starts really getting into um, social and uh, social services and different types of things, you know. I feel like these fools are playing around, man. And I could be tripping. Maybe I'm being a little too cynical. I just feel like, you know, people would be playing around. I'm trying to reconnect. I can't even see the switchboard. It's amazing. Um, but, yo, that's it for current events, man. Let's Let's get to the show. Let's do this. All right, so the show we're doing, you know, does go in private mean all business goes through trust. You know, I, I really want to talk about this, man. Um, you know, some people, they hit me up and they're like, you know, uh, look, what, what what, if I got a job? That's, that's, a, that's a real heavy one that I get a lot. What if I have a job? Um, or... You know, um, how do I pay my bills from the private? How do we how do we do this? Um, what does it mean, private? Really? And I, you know, I get it. I get it. This is new to a lot of people. Um, and there's a lot of stuff out there. There's a lot of people out there talking a lot about what it means to be private and what what you do and you know. Good Christian man. I've heard a lot. I've heard a lot of stuff. 
And I think, you know, it can get confusing. And, you know, we are all free to, what I would say, uh, you know, traverse this realm the way she fit. And, you know, whatever that means to you, that's what it is. But ultimately, when it comes to a reference point, an effective reference point, I think that's lost on a lot of people, you know, um, because I get the same questions a lot. So with that being said, it's like, okay, so let's talk about it. Let's let's discuss this, you know. Um, As always, I do try to, you know, give y'all some jewels with regards to, you know, the overall entity itself. And, you know, um, I go all day, some blue in the face, you know, all of these things. But um, let me just talk about what the Supreme Court says. Um, a trust created by parties not availing themselves of such, such privileges and immunities is not illegal, even if formed for the purposes of limiting or avoiding taxes altogether. And that's weeks. Weeks, like uh, two weeks ago, weeks ver- uh, v versus Sibley, S I B L E Y. You know what I'm saying, or um, the dignity of the trust of the trust instrument um, cannot be set aside simply because a tax benefit results, whether by design or by accident. By design or by accident The dignity of a contract Or the instrument You know the governing instrument The contract itself We all know what we're talking about We know what these guys are talking about Um, But the dignity Of the contract itself Cannot be set aside Simply because the tax benefit results Whether it is by design Or by accident Very interesting. And that's Edwards versus Commissioner. I'll do you better. 415 F as in Frank, 2D 578, comma 5A2. 415 F as in Frank, 2D 578, comma 5A2. I can look that up. Go down there. Bring a flash drive, man. You can put the cases on the flash drive, and boom, you got mad cases. They charge you to print. Why well, do it? But ultimately, you know, um, uh, everybody's different. Everybody does go in private mean all business uh, goes through trust. Uh, not necessarily. Let's, let me just jump in there. Let me just tell you the answer real quick. Nah, not necessarily. This is, you know, boom. Um, now, there's there's several ways that one can go private. You know what I mean? Um, in my opinion, people you can go private with how you generate income, quote income, and I don't mean income as in like the IRS definition of income. I mean income is what we all think of what income is. It's like you know making money, you know whether it's you know cash or it's gold or it's silver or it's or it's food or you know um, some silverware. I don't care what it is. You know what I'm saying? As long as I can bring it home and 
Uh, they can either clothe or feed my family. You know what I'm saying? And that's what we're looking to do. We're looking to, you know, exchange this money for things, right? Or services, right? So you can go private with what's how one acquires these funds, so to speak. You can go private with how you title assets. You can go private with, with how you bank. You know what I'm saying? You can go private with how you interface with commercial banks. You follow what I'm saying? There's multiple different ways to go private, quote, quote. To go all the way completely private, yeah, I would say you need some land, you need some a water source that's not polluted. You're going to need some specific skills. You're going to need how to grow your own food and make your own clothes. and so. I mean, that's super duper private. But I mean, let's be honest. Who really wants to do that? Really? So we have this, you know, these systems of exchange. Now, the that we're all used to is this commercial system of exchange that is set up, you know, however it's set up. Let's not get into that. But ultimately, we do not control it. And uh, it is predominantly uh, predicated upon Federal Reserve notes or a fiat currency system. Now, we choose, whether you believe it or not, we choose to transact in this fiat currency system. Whether we we choose under threat, duress, and coercion is not what I'm talking about. I'm just saying it's still a choice. You know what I mean? Don't shoot me. I'm just telling the truth. Um, I can choose to go on a hunger strike and die of starvation. Like, he died. He chose to die. Why are you talking about a dead man like that? Like, my man, he chose to die. Like, that's where, you know, that's where I'm coming from. So, really, who would really choose to live like that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Just trying to live just straight mountain man, like, from my older heads. Uh, what was the dude's name? Grizzly Adams face? You know what I'm saying? No. No one really wants to do that. I mean, you know, I like jet skis. You know what I'm saying? Those things are fun. Uh, I don't know how to make a jet ski. And, uh, yeah. So why go directly into private? But what I'm saying is, is there's multiple ways to quote go private. If you want to go all the way private, that's on you. If you want to, you know, have a peer trust under the common law that you know is not effectively connected with a trader business within the United States, congratulations. But I'm gonna tell you this: if you're doing business, you want to have very few customers who are willing to transact with you or your trust or your business strictly in gold and silver or acorns or whatever you decide to transact in. You're going to be hard-pressed to find, you know, enough people to transact with you in such a manner to where, you know, you're satisfied that you're not, you know, using Federal Reserve notes, but also it satisfies your responsibility as not only, you know, uh, being alive, but also maybe being a provider, you know, or protector. Good luck with that. Let's be honest. Let's be real. Not at this juncture. Like, we all coming from a broken, tore up estate, pillaged. So most of us are not on that, on that level, you know what I mean? But how you go about being private is completely up to you. How do I pay bills in private? That's another question I get. Okay, so it depends. Are you paying bills in the private? 
well, I want to. I don't want to use, you know, the all caps name anymore. First, foremost, I want to make sure you understand what that means and how potentially difficult that is going to be. And if you're down to do it, fine. You know what I'm saying? I will definitely assist in, you know, that that move. But, and I'm not no, you know, agent in the public. Like, I don't, I just, I'm on this. I'm on them casts. Like, it necessity necessitates uh, that, you know, in some way, shape, or form, I uh, administer or interface with entities that interface with the public for multiple reasons. So that's just me, though. You do what you do. Um, how do you pay bills in the private? It depends. Um, I think the first the first question is the bill. What name is on the bill? To whom is the bill addressed? Uh, if you're looking to co-mingle funds, whatever, pay bills willy-nilly. The way it is and the way it's looked at is if the bill does not come in the name of the trust, why is the trust paying the bill? I don't I am I just gonna walk up to you and be like, yo, yo, you got any bills? You, you got you got Verizon? You, get, you pay your bill yet? Oh you didn't? All right, let me let me let me handle that for you. You'd be like, man, who who are you? I'm like, no nah, man, no, nah, it's cool. No, nah, we're gonna pay that bill for you. He's like, fam, what? I'm like, no, nah, man, let me pay your Verizon bill for you. We good. It's all good. You know what I'm saying? It's popping. You don't think I'm crazy? You don't, you, don't, you ain't going to cooperate. You don't go home and tell whoever's there or call whoever, whatever you're going to do, and be like, yo, this dude ran up on me on some crazy stuff, talking about he want to pay my Verizon bill. I mean, can you believe that? They're going to be laughing at you and all that stuff. That doesn't happen. Same thing in the, you know, in the so-called, you know, in the private, y'all. Like, ain't going to happen. Ain't no trust that's going to run up. Ain't no trustees that's going to run up and start paying your bills, man. What is that? Especially if they look at the trust and they see that you're one of the trustees. Like, oh, okay. And then there's no substantiation. What? What substantiation? What? What? I mean, what would that be? What would that be? What would the substantiation be? Um, I don't know. Is it reimbursement for um, bona fide trust expenses? Is it part of an agreed upon arrangement of repayment or compensation? And if it is, if it's some part of compensation or something, then the compensation needs to be claimed and the trustee needs to file some sort of like tax return or you know, claim that income, right? Individually, right? So keep it to for me, you know, and I'm not giving legal advice. I know y'all know what I'm talking about. There'll be new cats out here. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not an attorney. I'll give legal advice. I'm in the private, baby. I think you're talking about me and what I know, what I understand, what I've dealt with, what I've done, blah, 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 what my mentors have taught me. If it were me, the trust pays the bills, then it comes in the name of the trust, hands down. If it doesn't come in the name of the trust, no. The own bills. That me personally, me personally, me personally, I ain't telling you to do nothing. I'm not telling you to do anything. 
is if there's some sort of contractual assignment of a contract or benefits, such as some sort of maybe credit, consumer credit contract, and the subsequent instruments that are used to facilitate that, you know, consumer credit contract, transact, blah, blah, blah. But a contractual executed assignment, proposal, um, adoption, approval of the boards, of the trustees, actual contractual assignment. Otherwise, not. Trust is not paying any bills outside of the name of the trust. So it depends. How do you pay bills in the private? It depends on do you want to administer in a substantive capacity or do you just want to just go willy-nilly shooting at the hip, building the kid style, wild, wild west, and hoping that, you know, nothing happens, nothing goes down. It's up to you, in my opinion. Me first? Nope. Not going to happen. So how do I pay bills in private? Oh, if, if the entity pays the bills, man. Well, how do I get the money in the in the in the entity? Is the entity making money? Is it generating its own income? Does it have its own business purpose? Well, no. I mean, I just look, man. You got to get that straightened out. It's necessary for it to be considered a separate and distinct entity, outside or separate. From the organizers, quote, trustees, grantor, beneficiaries, shareholders, whatever. So a lot of people be like, yo, do I keep doing business in the all caps name? In the name. <clears throat> the debtor, the legis, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? Really, I'd be like the persona I like the word persona, but whatever. Um, to me, that's a personal that's a personal decision. I want to I want to just you know put in your mind that there are certain things that we do out of necessity that can be substantiated due to threat, duress, or coercion. I feel that we are coerced to transact in Federal Reserve notes because they've taken all of the real money out of the system. But in reality, mm, I can definitely request a client to convert said donation into gold and silver and send it registered mail. And so can you so is it really threat, duress, and coercion? I don't know. Maybe kind of coercion, kind of coerced. Um, if you can speak to the fact that it would severely hinder the profit, profitability of the trust, I don't know. I've, I haven't I haven't attempted it is what I'm trying to get at. You know what I mean? Theoretically, a lot of things sound good, but when it comes to actual application. A lot of stuff also blows up. So, do you stop using the name? I don't know. It's a credit profile. Me particularly, I like to get to the point where it's not required. Like, it's not going to hurt. My family's not going to feel it. I'm not going to feel it. And then stop using it when I don't need it anymore. I'm not going to create an unnecessary discomfort. 
in my life just because in the name of going private. I don't think it's practical. I mean, you, you, people are more than welcome to jump off the deep end if you want. I'm just looking for, you know, I'm looking to be pragmatic at all times. All times. So, you know, there's other things. Federal law protects individuals who do not wish to disclose their social security number. <laughs> I'm not playing. Like I'm, re- I'm repeating this word for word, verbatim from the 2008 FBI mortgage fraud report. So what do you use for a reporting number? If you're not using the social, a lot of people use CPNs. I've heard people use EPINs personally. I mean, I like, I like the credit profile numbers, but not for fraud. Me personally, when the, when the statement comes, the statement is paid, hands down. Not using it to go get bread or credit and not take care of the, the bills, man. I'm not. That's not how I get down. I'm not playing all that. You, people can do what they want. Federal law protects those individuals who do not wish to disclose their social security number, not those individuals who wish to commit fraud, in my opinion. I'm not looking to do that dance. That's what I do. What you do is on you, hands down. Some people say, hey, man, I'm going to do the CPN, a credit profile number, and I'm going to keep, you know, the, the, the name, and I'm going to use both, and I'm going to do a business. I'm going to create the business credit on that. And then you know what, Sode? I know you don't. You say you never tried it. It's, it's hard. Um, but I'm going to try to build business credit on the trust. And the reason why I say it's difficult to build business credit on the trust, I'm talking about credit. Like, you might be able to, if you're working with a certain merchant or something, you got money coming through that account, and they know it. They'll make, they may give you a working capital home. I'm talking about, like, credit cards and stuff. Man, I showed them the short-form indenture, man. They was not – look, they wouldn't even give the trust a secured credit card. Like, look, we're going to give you the bread, and you make that be the, the, uh, the, the credit limit of the card. They were like, nah. Wells Fargo was like, nah. <laughs> and I, you know, I ain't get mad. I'm not going to get mad. I, I'm really – it's – to me, I laugh. You know, most people are like, why you laugh? You know, it's to me, it just tells me that yo, that that's short form, and it's just the short form. That short form is gangster. <laughs> they was like, nah, <laughs> nah, nah. Well, big, big, bad Wells Fargo was like, nah, nah. And I was like, yo, just try again. Send it back to legal. Try. They were like, nah, nah. They came back with the double nah. Not on the secured cards. No, I'm not even on. Man, but yeah, maybe you want to build all these credit profiles out. That's up to you, man. Like, if you can stop using it, you can keep using it, man. Look, man, like, I'm not really going to subscribe to any one person's definition of what I'm supposed to be doing. And I don't suggest you do it either. Whatever you're comfortable with is what you're comfortable with. I just don't, I don't suggest you get out here and get brolic, is what I'm saying. Get on some protests. I've done consultation with people who I feel like have issues. Some of them might even be a little crazy, like, straight up, like, you crazy, fam. Like, bro, you crazy. Or like, lady, you crazy. But they owe us the money and they, and they did. And la, 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 la. Like, yo, man. Like, you, I feel like, look, I'm not an advocate. But also, I am a seeker and I study. And it appears as though they can do whatever they want within their system. And if you volunteer to uh, partake of benefits within their system, um, you also have to partake in the liabilities of their system. 
whether it's, you know, in the Bible or not, like it's their system. And if we don't understand the the laws and the rules of their system, um, it may appear very, very weird. But as far as I'm concerned, you do what you do. If you're going to keep using the name, me personally, I was told to do all new business in the new name once I came into the information. Because I was told. That's not, you know, and for me, that means doing business through trust. In transactions and situations where I would otherwise use the name, it is now done through trust. It's, it's well thought out, heavily contemplated, but executed through trust. Some things are executed through corporations, but most things are executed through private contractual entities. Now, some people, you know, have a family trust. And they have a business trust, and the business trust transacts in Federal Reserve notes, and the, but the Federal the Federal Reserve notes are converted at the at the business trust level, and the disbursements from the family trust to the, to the I mean to the, from the business trust. Hold on, let me start over because I ain't trying to. Some people have a family trust, and they have a business trust, and the business trust transacts in Federal Reserve notes, but the business trust does disperse um, income to another trust. Let's say maybe a family trust. And um, if the business trust converts the income from Federal Reserve notes to some other type of asset or whatever, and the family trust never receives Federal Reserve notes, and the family trust does not have a bank account, and the family trust simply gifts certain assets, certain, you know, property, land, portable land, (laughs) To certain beneficiaries in the fam that are, you know, of the family trust, is that a taxable event if it's not Federal Reserve notes? If it's actual portable land, what am I talking about? What is, I mean, a lot of people consider portable land. They talk about gold and silver. You know what I'm saying, I'm just talking about, you know, what are you doing with regards to, you know, business through trust? How are you transacting? I'm just saying what I know. Some people do. I hope you caught it. If you have a company or corporation, most people ask me, you know, what do I do with the company or corporation? Real quick, we got about two minutes left in the broadcast. If you're listening online or however, you want to call in 424-222-5250-424-222-5250. Otherwise, you will get cut off and you have to listen to the archive. And um, this show. It's live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. If you want to call into the show, you call in 424-222-5250 at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Pacific. That's as far as I'm going. Um, I think I'm getting a couple of emails like, how do we join your live call? I think they're talking about the show. And if you're talking about the show, that's how you do it. Otherwise, you check out the archives. But, yeah, real quick, um, 
calling, otherwise they get cut off. <laughs> so yeah, I mean people, you know, um people, you know, they have companies, they'll have LLCs, they'll have uh, corporations and whatnot. And they'll say, hey, I want to go private. You know, I'm the owner or one of the shareholders or one of the members of the corporation or, you know, um, you don't want to do a single-member LLC, just so y'all know. It's disregarded, but um, I'm the owner or I'm this or I'm that of the corporation. And, uh, you know, what what, what do I, you know, what do I do? How do I, I, you know, navigate, you know, this, you know, private transition? And, you know, I have no problem. I have no problem helping them with that. It's actually very easy. Um, it makes it more difficult if the corporation hasn't been keeping minutes. But, I mean, other than that, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a breeze as far, as far as I'm concerned. But I also understand and empathetic to the fact that this stuff is super easy to me. This stuff is like, like you know, like I say it to people all the time. It's like, you know, we first started driving yard and you had pedals and it was just a lot. And then now you drive you'd be on the phone and you'll drive all the way home. And when we think about it, like that's kinda how it or nothing. But you know, um I do have to act sometimes and realize that how I'll be coming off to people um sometimes can be just uh over their head. You know what I mean? And um, I'm not trying to be over anyone's head. I'm not trying to um, speak over anyone's head and make it seem like, you know, um, I'm smarter than you or something like that. Um, I've had people come at me and be like, you think you're better than people? I do not think I'm better than anybody. Um, I just know some stuff, man. But... um, it's to me, you know, the restructuring of the corporation or the LLC is very simple. And a lot of times it's not structured properly, at least on the federal level, to begin with. So, you know, when I not clients and stuff, um, you know, things that I the thing you can you okay, so let's let me let me put this in perspective for you. Um, you can email me and set up a consultation for fifty five dollars and get information that costs thousands of dollars. Point blank. How to properly classify uh, your LLC, um, state and federal, is about $1,000. For an attorney to correctly fill out the form for you, not even show you really, you know what I'm saying? And they'll have you, most of the time, have you do the power of attorney so they can sign as um, the power of attorney. And by the way, y'all, nobody signs as power of attorney. If you're giving, if you're holding a power of attorney, that means you, you are the attorney in fact for that person um, you're not power of attorney i heard people saying oh I'm, I'm power of attorney like fam you're not power of attorney man you know as soon as you speak i know exactly your level like you you, you can hold a power of attorney in the form of an instrument that was executed that makes you an attorney in fact i know i'm sorry that's right i just digressed real quick i really did but one thousand dollars to properly classify uh, your corporation. I tell people, man, I tell people, look, man, I feel like people just don't understand. Um, if you have a job and you're looking to go private, um, it's as simple as, you know, exchanging all of your assets into a trust. 
And then moving forward, all the assets that you have, I'm sorry, that you acquire, those are directly in the trust. Um, hit me up if you want to know um, how to substantively execute a proper exchange. Definitely email me, admin at welcome to the foundation.com. Um, I wanted to cover some other stuff. You know, we are wrapping up. We're about to wrap up, um, you know, the show. I really do because I'm, you know, I'm having difficulties with the site, but everybody's telling me that, that that you can hear me correctly, so that's cool. But I just wanted to go over, you know, um, you know, some of this stuff, you know, with regards to, you know, what it means to go private and how it's different for everybody. Like you can be working a federal job. A lot of people, you know, I've had people hit me up. Yo, I'm a federal employee. Yo, let me be real, man. A lot of times in state and federal jobs, if you can hack it, they have great benefit packages, man. They pay very well, man. They got really good insurance. I mean, sorry, yeah, life insurance, not life insurance, but they got really good health insurance. Uh, and they be having vacation hours where you get paid, but you ain't got to, you know, for some people, that's the way it is, man. And no one should make you feel bad because you have a job and you're good with it. You know, in my opinion, that's where, you know, um, starting a business is beneficial to your entire community because those who don't have the wherewithal, the means, uh, the the focus, uh, or even the desire to start and run a business, they can just come and you know work at your business and help you know you provide that good or service through your business while benefiting from you know the exchange of their labor. I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with people having jobs, man. Not everybody's going to be a business owner. It's really hard. It's tough. It's, it's tough, man. It's hard being um, independent. It's hard being um, um, an entrepreneur who, who, who doesn't depend on regular checks. It's rewarding. It's very easy. But it is not easy, yo. And if you, if you have anxiety, um, if, if if you don't deal well when money is low, and cat and you get to snapping on people that are close to you, and because you just don't do it, you better just you know have a job. It's, people who look down on people for having a job is ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? And for me, it's ego entrepreneurs so y'all can be. No, 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 my bad. It's ego for me to be like, yo, I'm an entrepreneur, so y'all, sh- all y'all should be. Which is not the case. I don't feel like I feel any type of way about you if you have a job. I don't. I don't judge people, man. You might have a job. You might have made more than I did. You know what I'm saying? Like, what can I say? You might be doing rewarding work. It might fulfill you. It might, you know, it, it takes care of your family. It puts food on the table. Look, man, respect, sister, respect. So what if you have a job? So what? Really? Well, then keep your job then. Just title all your assets and trust. Well, how do I do that? Well, hit me up. Admin at welcome to the foundation.com. Look, man, um, I wanted to tell y'all. I talk, I've been thinking about this trustee training because I talked to Yusuf about it. And I told I told my people, I've been telling my people, I talked to Yusuf about this trustee training. And I've been going back and forth because I closed the doors. And people have been hitting me up. And I knew people would be hitting me up. But I didn't think that the conversation that I had with Yusuf um, would have such a profound effect on my decision making. 
you know, and then I talked to some other people. And, you know, I was asked a few questions, you know, by people who I respect. And I've come to the conclusion that trustee training is just going to, the prices are going up. The donation request is going up. So it's going to be more prohibit, prohibitive. So in essence, maybe I'm, I, I, it still is um, closing the doors on people. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 you know, it might be the same result for some people. But when it comes to how much work I put in, not even that. When it comes to how much I study, man, and what I know, and the continuing education that goes into continuing to bring this show and provide value to, uh, you know, trustees and uh, clients who are getting consult- consultations, you know, um, it's just got it's just got to change and be different. So I don't know exactly what that means, but I will say that the donation request for trustee training is higher than it was. Um, if you weren't able to get in for before the cutoff, um, it is what it is. Just email me admin at welcome to the foundation dot com, and we'll take it from there. Um, but everybody, uh, it has to be like that. If I'm going to continue, it has, to, it has to be. Because those who got in before the deadline, they need to keep their equity. So what their equity is is that they paid, uh, their donation was lower than what it is now. So they got, they, you know, and um, I struggled with this for over over a month. I really struggled with this, man. I really did. And ultimately, y'all my people, y'all my family. And, um, I'm looking for uh, a mentee. I'm looking for someone I can pass the torch to. I'm looking for someone that um, has the passion and the drive to, you know, assist in uplifting the people um, from, you know, the economic slavery that we're in because, you know, they've been affected negatively by it, seeing their people affected negatively, negatively by it, their family, maybe even their children and so on and so forth, and they want to do something to, you know, affect the change. Um, that's what I'm looking for. I don't care if you're male, female, purple, Russian, a goat. As long as you speak English and you have a good head on your shoulders and you have a good heart, I'm looking for a mentee. And I've been looking for a mentee for a while. Um, more than likely, a mentee is not going to be able to have a job because if you if you have prior uh, responsibilities, it's going to be a conflict because Everybody's schedule is different, so if you're doing consultations, if you're doing this and that, you're going to need to be available. Um, but other than that, email me, admin at welcometothefoundation.com. Um, and, you know, really, let me know. Let me know if you're interested in being, you know, a trustee of the foundation and, um, you know, um, what you could bring, um, you know, to the mentee spot and, you know, why you should – why you why you qualify to be a mentee? Real talk, like it, it feels weird for me to say this, but I have to because I'm dead serious. This is not a game. You're playing with people's lives. You're playing with people's finances. You're playing with people's um, um, income. You're playing with people's money. You're playing with people's assets. You're playing with people's with people's mental health when it comes to this stuff. And I don't take it serious. I mean, I don't take it lightly. I take it very seriously. And. Um, yeah, man. So don't don't play with me. Awesome. Yeah. So man, I want to get your man team. Look like don't play with me, man. 
Let's be serious. But good news is RC training is still popping. Bad news is it's at a um, it's at a higher um, level of entry. If you're interested, email me admin at welcome to the foundation.com. If you got outstanding invoices and you're looking to pop it off, man, I'm gonna email y'all. Y'all got like a day, so I got like days. But it is what it is, man. Um, the public's locking down. This stuff is getting crazy. They're going to zero interest rates. They're looking at um, a cashless society. Um, they're looking at putting chips in the cash that have a date on them. So even if you put your cash in a safe, I'm serious. They got this stuff. They're talking about putting <clears throat> radio frequency micro microchips embedded in the bills. In the notes that are are date stamped and keep track of when they were issued. So even if you don't have them in a bank account with negative interest and you put them in your safe, when you go to cash them in, your $100, depending on how long you had it in the safe, is not going to be $100. They're going to take the interest off it because they're going to scan it and see that it was issued to you uh, a year ago, two years ago, and then they're going to (laughs) add. The negative interest rates, man, to your cash, man. I don't think I'm playing. I'm not playing, man. I see it coming. It's not like directly tomorrow or next week. I'm going to see this in my lifetime, though. I know that. Likely, you're going to see it in your lifetime, which means your heirs and people in your family are going to be subjected to the changes that take place. Right before your eyes Within your lifetime And what are you doing to prepare for it What are you doing I know what I'm doing And I feel like I'm not doing enough I really do We talking We talking um, We talking real Financial wealth When you get into trust Only a public charity A private foundation Or trust To get into founder stock Pennies, pennies. Once you go, you buy, you buy the stock for two cents a share, three cents a share. It goes public at two dollars, three dollars. We don't care. We made money. I bought ten thousand shares of this stock. The shares were two pennies. The stock opened at five dollars. That's $50,000, man. And you can only do that with a public charity, a private foundation, or a trust. Founder stock is what it's called. Look it up and look it up and look it up. Don't just look at the first thing that you see in Google and then read that and be like, think you got, and you understand what you're talking about, fam. You do, you're tripping. Endowments. Homework. What you call the donor department of your local hospital or university. Say, I would like to talk to the donor department. They say, hi, my name is blah, blah, blah. Can I help you? Say, hi, my name is whatever your name is. I'm the trustee of, and just make up the name of the trust, the such and such family trust or whatever. And I'm very interested in um, what you guys got going on for your endowments. And shut your mouth and see what they say. And see if your mind isn't blown. Ask questions. I'm sorry, we're just at the information gathering stage right now. But I'll, I'll be happy to give you a call back when we make our decision. Then hang up the phone. 
and realize what the man said, man. They're going to, like, most of these things, they pay over 4%. If you put in a certain amount of money, you can negotiate the percentage. I think it's worth it for me. If I can, if I can set up a trust, right, and set up a financial endowment, and through my lifetime put a million dollars in this endowment and it pays 10%, which means after I put it a million dollars, every single year, forever, the trust will receive a $100,000 check off of that endowment. Every single year. Every single time. Come on now. To me, how are we thinking? Private placement accounts. Y'all should look at private placement accounts. What is a private placement account? Can trust transact with Or not. Or not, you know. Um, I like to watch TV shows. And, you know, sometimes I might turn the game on and watch football. That doesn't mean I'm actually going to play, but it means I enjoy, you know, watching it sometimes. I, you know, a lot of times that's the same thing with this information. A lot of people just enjoy hearing it and, and gathering it, but don't take any action. And I understand that's cool. I ain't making no judgments. But those of you like looking to take action, I trust y'all hear what I'm saying. I really do. It's all love. It's out of love. The only way to thrive in the, first, in the 21st century is to own nothing and control everything privately. And though any trustee is the legal owner of the property in trust, the trustees of an express trust do not experience the incidence of personal ownership due to property limited liability via trust instrument and the cardinal virtues of the trustees. It is this limited liability that makes the express trust no less than the corporation, but it is the latitude of choice of whether to function in the common law venue with absolute rights in commerce under the general law merchant or in the Roman civil law venue with only relative rights in commerce under private international law that makes the express trust inter alia far superior and profitable. Under the aegis of the express trust, the trustee is clothed in a veil, impenetrable, but from within. Mismanagement. This suit of armor is the trust instrument which molds the trustee in all his good faith dealings on behalf of the trust, fully compensating him for his services, privileging his use of trust property, and enabling his exercise of creativity in business endeavors all without the excessive weight of inquisitorial legislation. The greater latitude afforded under express trust manifests itself in a number of ways, one of which is in the prosecution of claims and commercial liens wherein the trust acquires for value the account of a debtor. And the trustee utilizes the trust qualities in order to effectively collect the debt owed. The trust brings with it a form of professionalism and authority, which enables the debt to be collected honorably. And when one is trustee, he is a fiduciary in a position generally looked upon with respect for the integrity inherent in the position. This has always been the case, except where the power has been abused. But even so, history is clear that 
there are far more abuses of power via corporations than there are of trusts. The bottom line is that the express trust relation is the most effective means to owning nothing while controlling it all, and when utilized properly, it affords its participants with all of the ingredients of legal health and commercial wellness. It is also true that no matter how many arguments are made against the trust, the learned reader will always see through the propaganda and spin, knowing the state's nagging concern is the utter lack of in-rem jurisdiction over express trusts. Possession is nine-tenths of the law. At the end of the day, in-rem jurisdiction remains in the private venue, i.e., with the trustee pursuant to the private contract between he and the settler or grantor. So, from natural deduction, it should become clear that the express trust can really only fail due to some misgiving or impropriety on the part of the trustee. The trustee must therefore trust himself. Um. <clears throat> Before I'm out of here, I mean, uh, am I going to take some questions? I'm going to, I mean, man, I don't know if I'm going to try. I'm probably not going to try. Just because this is, oh, okay, so, oh, the server's not available. Right on, brother. Right on. Let me try this again. No. Um, a good friend of mine asked me recently, you know, they were like, I want you to tell me two things that you're passionate about. Two things that you really enjoy, that you love or you really enjoy spending your time doing that don't involve you being a parent or you being a consultant. And this was like, I'm telling you, this was like a week and a half, two weeks ago. And I'm going to tell you, I have not come up with an answer yet, which means I'm very blessed to be doing what I'm doing. You know, I really am passionate about what I'm doing. I really love what I'm doing. I love it when I'm able to help someone get into a better position. I love it when someone um, has that aha moment and they realize what um, they're capable of, what they can do. I also love it when people feel like they've received value and when people are appreciative. Like genuinely appreciative I love it I really do Because I mean there's a lot of scams Out here y'all Let's face, let's face it And ultimately it is what it is So you know <clears throat> With that being said Admin at Welcome to the foundation Dot com Email me Hit me up Um Yeah I'm looking forward to it I'm tripping y'all because I couldn't I couldn't find my silver like I you know this piece of silver that I carry with me all the time I couldn't find it all day 
and I'm looking, it's sitting right here, and it was not sitting there, man. I'm bugging out. Anyways, let me try these phone lines, man. Uh, I'm out of here. I've had a wonderful day. I feel like I gave y'all some value. I, I trust I gave y'all some value. Uh, two five two nine four four two. Peace. Which name? Where you calling from? Peace, peace, peace. What's going on? So it's Kobe, man. Um, yeah, man. I just wanted to say, man. Yeah, if you're gonna just keep me in the, you know, my, my number. Whenever you wanna look at people, the artists, you know, look out for. You wanna do that pick for that trusty training. But yeah, I'm definitely interested in that. I mean that uh, you know, trainee. And I'm definitely interested in that. I can go over, you know, if we get up and tackle, I can go over, you know, why I think, you know what I'm saying, I should be, you know, a candidate considered for that. Yeah, I would prefer that you just put it in an email, man, and send it to admin at welcome to the foundation dot com. Because oh, okay. get the email at my convenience. And, you know, we I ain't gotta set up the time, I ain't gotta, you know, worry about the schedule, so on and so forth. So if you don't mind, I I would really prefer that. All right, all right. That's all I wanted to say. Okay, man. I appreciate it, family. All right. Thank you. Peace. Respect, you know. Hey, uh, you know, respect, you know. Um, I really respect that. I respect the, you know. Look, I didn't, I didn't think it would be that quick. Honestly, I thought you know, it would take a while. But um, I, I'm honored that you know people are looking to you know mentor under me, man. Like I, I guess I never thought about it, but. I mentor people in certain things, but, you know, when it comes to, like, you know, taking over or the administration of, like, the foundation or something, like, this is a really, I've never done anything like that. Um, so I'm, I'm humbled. I, bear, I am humbled, family, and I, you know, please, please email me and um, let's, let's correspond through email and uh, let's make that happen. I really, really want to holler at you. Uh, nine two nine nine two nine four zero five six. Peace. What's your name? Where you calling from? Peace, my brother Sorel. This is Sister Yvette. Peace, kings and queens. Peace, communities. My brother, the thing that you love the most that you haven't figured out yet is teaching, mentoring, and instructing, and you do it with a gloved hand. People have to understand you. And it's not that you don't have a love for them, you're looking down at them, or you think you're better than them. It's like a a parent that's raising and training their kids, and you want the best for them, and you try to drill that in so they understand that. Your passion is people. Your passion is to make sure that the people get the right messages, the right instruction, the right training. Unfortunately, some of our people are thin-skinned. Some of us think we're better than the person that's teaching us. Some of us think we're even smarter than the person that's teaching us. One thing I always tell people, what has not passed you has not met you yet. Don't ever get so big or so puffed out or puffed up that you can't humble yourself. See, whoever tries to pick up that baton, they have to have the same spirit. They have to have that caring spirit. They have to have that nurturing spirit. They have to have that drive and that teaching spirit. You can't come in 
looking for filthy lucre or thinking you're going to get rich overnight and trample over our people. See, the ancestors will send you the right trainees when it's time. See, we had some excellent trainees in the trusteeship. We need some more trainees in the trusteeship because we need to build strong links. We don't need weak bonds. Kings, queens, communities. We don't need sovereignty. We don't need to drive in our conveyance. We need to check out our generational wealth and what we got. See the Federal Reserve notes that you are running around and flossing and keeping up with the Joneses? That's not going to do it. You need tangible assets. Where's your precious metals at? Where are the things that's going to hold up substance in the long run that anybody else can't trace but only you and your family knows about? See, we're putting our interests in the wrong thing. The latest and the greatest, the fads, the fashions, the fancy cars. How many of us own our own properties? How many of us actually have precious metals? See, kings and queens, you have to know your royalty. See, other countries know their royalty. They stripped it all from us. Find yourselves. Get back to where you need to be. My brother, your passion is to make sure we as a people prosper together, not separately. And for all the people that should have gotten in the traineeship, trustees, now you done played yourself. Prices went up. It's worth it because the brother is studying and grinding to give you all information that nobody else is going to do for you. So if you think that it's a fraud or you ain't got the money, you already lost the battle. Don't waste the brother's time. Don't tie up precious time. Because the time you all waste that's precious to those who are really serious, that's his law time. That's his consulting time. That's his going to meet with other mentors time. So we all can benefit. Don't waste this time. If you invest, and you're doing what you're supposed to do, be honorable, be noble, take care of your debts. Because in the long run, it's going to benefit you more than these nine to five. And another thing, that $1,000 that he's asking you to set up your businesses, take it. That's the best investment you can spend. You spend it on the, the devil, you spend it in the clubs, on alcohol, drugs, whatever. You spend it in the wrong places. Invest in your future. Invest into something that's going to be worth it. If you're a janitor, let the brother start your business so you can own the janitor business. If you're a caterer or you work for a caterer, invest in your business. Stop playing, brothers and sisters. It's getting real out here. King, hold the torch and continue to hold the torch because you're doing the right thing. Don't struggle anymore. The ancestors already spoke. The good people already spoke. Do what you got to do because the ancestors going to send you the right one. Peace, my brother. Peace, kings and queens, because I appreciate you. You're doing a good work, my brother. I appreciate Peace you. Peace, community. Um, I need to talk to you 
uh, about the positions. There was an issue. And then uh, yeah. there's a trustee who asked if I would ask you if they can get your information. It's, just, it's a sister, it's a trustee who I think is in Jersey, in your, in, um, kind of like the, the tri state area, who's trying to find people in the tri state area. And she heard okay. you on the show, and then she heard you in the train, the trustee train. So she asked me to ask you if. Um, yes, my brother, you could pass her information on. Okay, yeah, you I'll send you her email or, or whatnot. And then um, call me tomorrow so we can figure out your position. Okay, I will. Please. And to my kings and queens, invest in your CPNs. You're going to need it. My brother, as always a pleasure. I appreciate you. I honor you as a true man of nobility. Stay humble, my brother. The ancestors got you. Peace, kings and queens. Peace, community. Appreciate it. Peace, sister. Um, I appreciate the kind words. Um, you know, you you've been down. You you and Daryl, you know my man Brian from the Bay. Uh, there's a, there's a, a, several of y'all that's been down since day one, and I really, really, really appreciate that. So with that being said, yeah, I mean, look, I'm not I'm not refreshing this thing. I'm go ahead and wrap this up. I love y'all. Uh, you know, they locking the public down. I'm trying to tell y'all, please understand what we're saying, like. The public is locking down. Um, I feel, you know, you're going to need trust. You're going to need corporations that aren't straight connected to the debtor. You're going to need, you know, credit profile numbers. Uh, you're going to need to create uh, um, a foundation, for lack of a better word, that allows you the ability to spread assets and accounts and credit around. So even if one entity falls, you have others, so on and so forth. But like this whole Social Security and, you know, this, I wish y'all could see what I see. I really do. And maybe you do. Maybe you just check me out because I speak how you think. It's really lonely thinking. And if that's you, we family to the end. And I'm still, you know, I'm still here. And I'm going to keep pushing. Um, you know, things will modify, but I ain't going nowhere anytime soon. You know, that like the sister said, you know, the ancestors have already decided. And I feel like that's why I struggled with my decision for so long because maybe I was going against the ancestors, trying to, you know, wind down uh, the foundation, you know, close down trustee training. And I was really reminded not even reminded I was really I really learned um, how you all look at me and very humbly and you know I mean I don't look at myself as you know a pillar or anything or necessary or needed you know I just look at myself as someone to come out here you know spit some game do a dance and move around but I guess it's more than that and I respect that and I'm, and I'm honored and I will honor that so, you know, we still popping, we still doing our dance, we pancake and toes, you know. We ain't worried about the boo hoo, we chug a chug a choo choo. You know what it is, it's the foundation we laying. 
So I appreciate y'all. I respect y'all. I love y'all. Y'all the reason why I do it. And um, for no other reason, really. So, you know, with that being said, y'all enjoy yourself. Have a great week. You know, um, always, always, every night before you go to sleep, man, y'all got to think of 10 things you're grateful for. Let's start thinking about the things that we have and stop thinking about the things we don't. Start being appreciative for the things that we do have and not being resentful for the things that we don't have. And stop looking at other people and what they have, man. It's none of your business. Damn that. The dude might have a nice car, but he might have a rash on his butt or something, man. You don't know. So let's just let's just handle our own business. You know what I'm saying? Handle our own families. Just do our own dance. Keep it moving. In the meantime, y'all enjoy yourself. Admin at WelcomeToTheFoundation.com. Trustee training, uh, consultation, so on and so forth. WelcomeToTheFoundation.com. PDF section. Make a donation. Um, social media sites. Do it. Do it. Do it. Sign up for the email list. You have a great week. Catch you next time here on High Frequency Radio Network. Peace to God. High Frequency Radio. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground. Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.